Fantastic. Uh, it's a good, uh, good moment in our service to say a, um, a word of thanks to everyone who's made this happen so far. By the way, I'm Stuart Starr. I'm the lead pastor here. It's great to have you with us on Christmas morning. I thought I might get all of our amazing actors back up on the stage. Uh, if you guys want to come back up, yeah, particularly these boys and these amazing, uh, these amazing girls. Um, they've done an incredible job, guys. You've done an amazing job remembering your lines. You looked very convincing. I feel like I've been right in the story with you. Um, and so I want to thank these guys and I want to thank Kathy who's uh, pulled it all together. So can we give them a round of applause? And... Um, it was, uh, it was very special for me to be sitting in front of the uh, sisters of one of these boys uh, when that was happening. That was just fantastic. Um, so you won't get any pressure at all from that, Dylan. It was good. Um, I'm, uh, I'm really thankful for these guys. So thank you. Well done. To go take a seat, guys. And uh, we're going to uh, look at that message, as Annette said at the start. And just before I do that, uh, if you are new with us, um, I'd love to let you know that we, this is a place you can come other than Christmas Day. Who knew? Uh, we're open on Sunday. You'll be surprised to know. Uh, if you want to let us know, we have a card like this at the back of the church. And uh, if you jot your details down there, we have an email newsletter that keeps you up to date with things that are happening in the life of our church. If you wanted to use that back table, little letterbox there, just put it in. That would be fantastic. And our regular service times aren't at 9 o'clock, confusingly. 8.45, 10.30 and 6 p.m. And you'd be very welcome. But let me talk about what we have come here to think about today, what we've been watching We've been talking about fake and real, and Annette, I love that you got a real haggled Christmas tree uh, today. That's absolutely fantastic. Great work. Uh, it's interesting, though. Some fake things are actually pretty good. I think the Christmas tree isn't too bad. Uh, it, uh, it doesn't get anything other than as green as it is the day you bought it. It's fantastic. Some other fake things are pretty good, uh, like uh, these amazing new um, plastic decking things, you know? Uh, I own a wooden deck, uh, and it's a terrible thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing, but it's terrible to maintain. So fake decks, they're okay. Uh, I, as much as it's sacrilege to say it, I, I actually think that the fake chips are all right. From, from, some people are going, no. A vote of hands, they're okay? Yeah, they're okay. Have a try. They're, they're not too bad. Uh, but there are some, some fake things that aren't very good at all. And um, I, I think fake tablets, uh, you're not, you're not going to get any big smiles uh, with a fake tablet. That's going to be my observation. Um, there is really no, like, I don't, I don't mind about the chips, but when it comes to cola, I'm sorry, there's only one real thing. Um, but there are some things that are fake that are actually harmful, some things that are fake that are actually harmful. And I don't know if you remember a story a little while ago about uh, fake baby formula. Did you hear this? Where stuff was being mixed with it that actually wasn't good for babies. So there are some fakes that are harmful. There are some fakes that are pretty good value and there are some, farks, uh, some fakes that are a little bit of a wash. But what about Christmas? What about Christmas? What is Christmas really like? Is it a true or a fake Christmas? How could we tell if it really was true as we saw it unfolded for us this morning? Well, I want to suggest to you it's true because God said it is. It's true because it's in the Bible. But I want to persuade you by looking at three awkward truths that are a key part of the story as it's recorded for us in the pages of the Bible. The first awkward truth has a young man and a woman 
and we've heard from them in the, in the play here, with a young man and a woman, and the woman is told that God is the dad of her kid. Now, that is the very definition of awkward, isn't it? How do you explain that? You're pregnant. We haven't uh, got together yet. So you're the fiancé. That hasn't happened. And the answer is, what's happened to you? Not the dog ate my homework. God is the father of my child. We have to admit, that's a pretty awkward truth to be part of the story. Have a look with me in Matthew chapter 1, verse 18. It says, And this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pleased to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. And then we see that story a little bit later. We're told she'll give birth to a son and you're to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. They will call him Emmanuel, which means... Now, you can't give him the name Emmanuel if somebody else is the father, can you? Emmanuel means God with us. It's stitched into the story. There's no other story than the one that has the father of Jesus being God. And you've got to note, no one could invent that story and then talk about the difficulties. So Joseph has a social difficulty, doesn't he? Will I marry this woman? Will I follow it through? It's a difficulty for him, and it's a difficulty in the story. If you were making it up, you'd say Joseph goes, cool, of course God's on top of this, wouldn't you? But he's having a full crisis. He needs an angel to intervene for him to follow through and be faithful. It's awkward and it's socially awkward. You wouldn't invent that. It's stitched into the truth of the story. God has come in a body into this world. The second awkward truth has to do with the people who heard the good news. And we had a wonderful uh, shepherd uh, come up here. And we're told that the shepherds heard the news of the birth first. Well, actually, I suspect Joseph probably knew about it as well. You reckon he was there? I reckon he was probably there. Mary and Joseph probably knew first. But here's what it says in Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to him. The glory of the Lord shone around them. That was beautifully portrayed in our play. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will be great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He's the Messiah, the Lord. This will be the sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Now, here's the incredible thing. This is a bit like Easter. Do you remember Easter? I know it's hard to get to Easter from Christmas, but in Easter, we have a tomb that's empty. Do do you know who the first people who find the tomb are? Does anyone know? I know it's hard because we're in Christmas mode. Do Do we know? It's women who find the tomb first. It's very socially awkward in the time of Jesus to have women be the first witnesses. Just like in this situation, it is very awkward to have the least, the outcasts, the shepherds be the receiving ones for the angelic vision. It's weird. They are the lowest in society. And so like Easter and the women at the tomb, these first witnesses are odd. You wouldn't have shepherds be 
the first witnesses, it's too unusual to make up. The third awkward truth is this. The people who come to worship are foreigners, people from outside Israel. Jesus is the king of Israel, and the first people who bring him gifts are foreigners, people from other places. Have a look at where it tells us this in the Bible, in Matthew chapter 2. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod. There was a king. Magi, strangest word ever, isn't it? Wise men, astronomers, came from the east uh, to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star and have come to worship him. On coming to the house, we're told in verse 11. Notice it's a house for those who were here last night. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of, you know, don't we? Gifts of gold and and. And who knows what myrrh is? It's, it's, it's a sweet-smelling, oily stuff. They brought these incredibly costly gifts, and then having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Here's the thing. In all of Israel, no one else has turned up with gifts for their brand new king. But foreigners do. Foreigners do. And instead, we see Israel's leaders were ready to murder the king. And foreigners presented costly worship. That's too unusual to miss. God is looking at the whole world when he sends his son and the ends of the world come to him. What does it mean for Jesus to be the true king this Christmas? Well, I want to suggest to you, you guys have seen Toy Story. You know that that moment when Buzz walks into... I'm talking the right language here, aren't I? You guys know Buzz Lightyear? Okay. Buzz walks in and, and he finds he's not the special, unique, only Buzz Lightyear in the world. He looks up at the shelves and he's one of millions. In contrast, there's a wonderful book that often gets a, a bit of a go at, uh, at Christmas time. I don't know if anyone's got this, the Guinness uh, Book of World Records. Has anyone There'll always be someone. That's good. Yeah, okay. So the amazing thing about the Guinness Book of Records is it's the one person who's done this thing. It might be frying pancakes upside down. I don't know what it is. They find unusual things, right? But that's what it means to be unique. The one-off is if you're in the Guinness Book of Records. Jesus is a one-off. Jesus alone is God and man in human flesh. No one else in all of human history has ever done that, ever been that. Jesus alone is unique. And because he's human, because he had real flesh and blood, he understands us. He knows what it is to be tired. He knows what it is to be family. He knows what it is to weep at the tomb of a friend. God gets us because he came as one of us. We should worship him. The one and the only. Secondly, uh, I want to think with you for a second about Wet n' Wild. Has anyone been to Wet n' Wild? Okay, it's good. We went for a couple of seasons. We're not going anymore. Uh, That is a selective place, right? Not everybody can go to Wet n' Wild unless you pay over a kidney and, uh, no, I mean, a, a a certain amount of money. And then you get your little rest band and you can go along. But everybody can't get in. You have to pay your money to get in. In contrast, there's a brand new water park in Camden. Has anyone been to this? Is it good, kids? 
How much money do you have to pay to get there? Zero. It's open for everyone. Now, you might like to duck down there afterwards. Get into the free fun that is the Camden Water Park, okay? Because it's free. It's open to everyone. And I want to suggest to you today that all will be welcomed by this unique king. Everyone will be welcomed by this unique king. He's everyone's God. He's the God of the whole world. And I want to encourage you to come to him today because you're welcome. The third thing is to see that Jesus, the baby, was born. He lived a perfect life and he died on the cross because he came to save us. He didn't just come to live. He didn't just come to experience. He came to die and pay the price for our sins. The baby grew and the baby died for us. He loved us up close. Not God from afar, but God in dusty sandals. God with nailed hands. God up close and personal. God, you should receive in your hearts this Christmas. So who's Jesus? Who is this true king? Jesus is God's gift. You know, some people say that they're God's gift. Guess what? They're not. Jesus is God's gift. He's God's gift to us. And here's the thing about receiving uh, presents uh, at Christmas. I don't know, anyone, did anyone buy any of their presents online this year? Okay, now the very thing that you don't want to see when you're waiting for presents online is this. Does anyone know what that is? Do you get me? We don't want to see this, do we? Because then we have to go and age in the line at Norellan Post Office to pick it up. And we don't want to do that, do we? Now here's the thing. What if Jesus is the gift of Christmas and you have the sorry we missed you card out for God? That'd be a tragedy, wouldn't it? The gift has come. It's literally wrapped and presented in a manger. Don't have the sorry we missed your card over your heart this Christmas. Receive the gift of God because he is truly joy to the world. He is joy to the world. And so today I want to encourage you. Jesus is inviting you to get to know him. He's inviting you to get to know him. You can come and do a course with us if you don't know him called Jesus for the Curious. We'll do that in the new year. You might like to come along to New Life Youth and get to know him yourself. You might like to dust off your Bibles. And I was going to get some talcum powder to put on mine because mine doesn't have dust on it. But blow it off. Get your Bible out. Have a read. God's here. His story is here. You can meet him in the pages of the New Testament or take mine. We've got one of these at the back. It'll take you 45 minutes to read. It's the story of Jesus. It's free for you. Take it. It's in the back. Go grab one and have a read this Christmas. Of course, you can always come and join us again if you want to find out more. We run three services and we run an amazing thing for kids. And that's pretty good. Kids, do you like New Life Kids? There we go. That's an unsponsored endorsement for you. It's a great way to enjoy and to be part of the family of God. And you're invited by the God who came up close. Jesus is joy to the world, and I hope you receive the gift this year. Let's stand and sing.